once upon a time, you were doing every magazine interview back when there were a lot of magazines. You were on mm -hmm. all the covers and showing up all over the press and all over social media. You've been much more reserved of late, talking less and doing more, one might say. What's that all about? I see some of my favorite musicians getting mad on Twitter. And it's so embarrassing. And I do. I've done it. I cringe. I cannot believe I said some of the stuff. You know, and then I go and look at like, I won't name some of these people, but they're older than me and they're like kind of rock star legends and they are continuing to do that. And it just literally destroys this image. And I don't want it to destroy that image that I have, you know? So like in my head, I'm like, no, man, this guy, he's like, you're complaining about, um, I don't know, you, there's a long list, you know? I mean, of course, these platforms are designed to be addictive. And for those of us who might struggle with impulse control, it's such a perfect drug to right. be able to just get on there and react to everything that's happening. It's definitely addicting. It is. And that's why I don't have it on my phone. I feel like your quality of life goes down and you don't even realize it's going down, like mentally, like because yeah. you're constantly looking at Instagram, constantly. What's the frog in boiling water, right? Yeah, you're constantly looking at Facebook and you're just constantly looking at people upset at each other all the time. That's what, that's what I've noticed. I think taking it off your phone sounds like a nice happy medium, yeah. as opposed to becoming one of those people that's like, I'm not even on there. I don't even have it. Because that, that becomes a thing in and of itself too, right? There's no tone, you can't, you can't type tone. So if you make a joke, you know, where's the tone? If somebody's, if a certain person's having a bad day, they're gonna read it in the tone, that, you know, of how yeah. they feel instead of like how I feel. And it becomes like a historical record it's and, like, and it's the like, context of the times changes. Yeah, it's like I tweet, just went to the bathroom. That's how I feel. And someone reads it like, just went to the bathroom because they, they don't, you know what I mean? So, yeah. I don't know. And also, why would you tweet, just went to the bathroom, and I've done that. I've done that multiple fucking times, <laughs> and it's, you know, and people posting pictures of their food, and... If you see my timeline from, like, 2007, I'm tweeting my coffee order. It's, it, do you cringe? Yeah, of course. Exactly. Yeah. It's, like, it's so cringy, cares? bro. You know? It's so yeah. cringy. But if you look back on stuff, that's why everything is deleted. I don't, I do not want to cringe at myself anymore. I already got good girls, bad guys, and... Bad Girls Club and stuff like that to, to look at forever, so. Are you cringing at that stuff now? Yes, yes. Yeah, they're, like, like, they're like TikTok sensations now. <laughs> giving it a whole new life. You, do you see like the format? You, you see what's happening yeah. though? Yeah, it's interesting to see how it persists, right? And what new ways, people are discovering music. I mean, we're talking like classic rock bands and stuff like that. Listen to me advocating for TikTok, an app that <laughs> I don't have and don't understand. Yeah. But, you know, I, I, I can appreciate that it's bringing things hey man i'm not a, complaining know. i'm not complaining because it just literally makes my streams go up like exponentially you sure. know but uh you're allowed to cringe at stuff you know like when my hair was this big it looked like <laughs> a cross between like macho man randy savage and uh, uh van halen you know what i mean like motley crew but uh i'm sure motley crew and uh warrant and all those bands look back on photos and videos of them and kind of cringe a little sure. bit. I mean, it's like yearbook photos. It was a moment in time and it was uh, a great memory too as well. Yeah, I mean, and seeing throngs of the Warped Tour audience physically sitting down during Bad Girls Club, 
part this of the song. This is the heaviest song down. you have ever and then, heard. No, but I mean the part. The part. The, right? Wasn't that the song where you'd have everyone yeah. sit down yeah, and yeah, then yeah. everyone get up and occasionally there was always the one person who's like way in the back. Hey, don't get me wrong. I still perform those songs. <laughs> yeah. I'll still perform them because those songs bang live. They're just yeah. they just bang forever. You know, like. Uh, but I remember. Here's a good example. Uh, Alone. The song called Alone, and it was when uh, trap and rap or trap and metal, it kind of didn't exist. I don't know, like trap metal, not rap rock, right? Right. What I was doing felt like it didn't really exist in a sense of like, I don't know how you'd there say that. There was dubstep stuff coming in and like yeah. trap stuff, it, like it, you said, and it was unique a different style. Yeah. yeah, but the lyrics, I remember my label calling me and uh, Brett, and he goes, hey man, you try to be nice. It's like, you should change the lyrics and the verses uh, to not so like be so knuckleheady. And I was like, so that's supposed to mean. And then if you go read the lyrics, it, they're just, oh my God, dude, they're just so, they're, they're, they're corny for sure. There's also hip hop. I mean, hip hop's a, a form that is built on bragging. I fuck with Drake and he, he like, you know, he like brags a lot about stuff, but I just feel like <laughs> it's just looking back. It's like, yeah, maybe I should have said something a little different. It, it's funny what we're talking about this and being reflective that uh, you know, and, and we'll get into all of this, but on the back of the success of Popular Monster, you know, you did The Drug and Me Is You, sort of a thank you to the fans, the reimagined version for the album going gold, which is insane in this climate for anyone to have a gold record. Yeah. And then for that record, the first Falling in Reverse record to go gold, like basically what felt like five minutes before your current song then goes gold. Mm -hmm. So it's, also, it, it's almost like there's always this reaction from the universe, wherever you want to describe it, where people go, oh, well, he has a gold record, but that's like an old record. And then you have a new gold record, like yeah. right afterwards. Yeah, uh, my friend Davey, back in the day, like I, five years ago, he said, man, he goes, you're the, mo you're the luckiest person, but with the worst luck. That's what he said. <laughs> you know, and I, I always thought about that. I'm like, he's right. He's like, I got some bad luck, but I got really good luck at the same time. Yeah. You know? Good fortune and bad luck combined yeah, or something. I guess. Yeah. yeah some uh, sort of mix. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just wrote about how I felt. I saw, I watched the Joker movie with Joaquin Phoenix and uh, the song was already in the works. The lyrics weren't. And I, that movie made me feel some type of way, you know, and I just uh, wrote the lyrics down. That's how I felt when I went into the studio that people like wonder how my voice is so low. That's how I actually literally felt, you know. I've been to the emergency room many times thinking I was gonna, I was dying and it was there. They're always like panic attack, you know. Yeah. But this uh, this was years ago and uh, it's better now. But I just remember being in the midst of that and be like, nah, you cannot tell me that what I'm feeling is a panic attack. That I'm dying, you know. To have the success with Popular Monster and to do that sort of reward and gratitude to the fans with the reimagined version, doing the reimagined, did that kind of lead to the I'm Not a Vampire revamp? There was no real planning. It was just like kind of like uh, an aha moment kind of thing. And I was like, how can I do this again and make it more modern and uh, make it more like epic, you know? That, that is definitely, it's definitely that for sure. <laughs> I could say that with fucking confidence for sure. But Popular Monster, here's the, the weird thing about uh, Popular Monster. Uh, obviously, it's about depression and anxiety and post-traumatic stress and rage and, like, 
all these things, you know, the weird thing is, is in that mind frame going into the studio and the, my voice is low because I, I did not feel good. That's, I just didn't feel good. And I just was trying to get the, the, the words out. And I was like, I need, I just need to get the words out. And then uh, my engineer's like, hold on, this sounds crazy, you know? And that's how it started. But the weird thing is, is how I felt then was really how I felt. And then Pop the Monster exploded and ironically made me feel good. Right. And it completely took me out of that. It's just, it's just, it's music is amazing, you know. That's art at its at its best. Yeah. Right. Or even like you said, you know, sitting down watching the Joker in the theater and relating that to your own yeah. experience. You're not watching that going like I'm this character, we're exactly the same. Yeah. You're connecting it to yourself yeah, and because, processing something through that art. You know, I, I felt like I was like, yeah, a lot of people probably feel like this, but whatever, you know. And then I was like, whoa, everybody feels like this. Why does everybody feel like this? Because that's what it feels like. It feels like everybody has listened to that song. By the way, shout out to all the uh, YouTube reactors. Yes. It's positive. Everything they do is like super positive. And it's not like you don't see YouTube reactors being like, this shit's fucking terrible. You don't see that. It's all if they don't have anything nice to say, they don't say it. And it's just there's a it's a whole like portal of like positivity. Yeah, I never thought about it that way. Yeah, it like combats all the negativity. You know what I mean? That's probably why I like it so much. When you watch somebody naturally reacting to a song and they're you see their body kind of moving and they're like it like makes you enjoy it more. My friend Greg turned me on to No Life Shack. Mm -hmm, he's and great. It, and it was just it literally he sent it to me because he was just like. This kid is so fun. And he's and he was doing metal videos at the time and he sent me a couple of metal videos that he had done and then I, I subscribed to his channel, started watching yeah. it. And so then when you hit his channel, you know, it's just like oh, let's go. Yeah. worlds colliding, you know. No Life Shack. What's no up? Life no Life Shack. Shack. Uh, shout out to Lit Mafia, all the other YouTube reactors, man. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Uh, you you know you put it in that's great context for it, man, cuz I hadn't thought about it that way. I didn't quite realize why I go down those rabbit holes and that's exactly Because it's positive. It. Yeah. It's positive. It's not like nobody wants to watch like a bunch of uh, people being like, this is fucking garbage. You know, like it, it gets to a point to where, you know, like we got to you got to stop, man. You got to we, we need some positivity. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So. And you learn about it. Sort of, it, it reminds me as a journalist of more sort of classical criticism where you start to learn more about the person who's reporting on all this different stuff and you kind of get to know their personality and yeah. their likes and dislikes. Yeah. And then you can gauge how they're reacting to something versus how you might feel about it. And yeah. Yeah, that's like how it should be. Yeah. That's yeah, nobody the nobody conversation wants to, should be. Uh, anybody that enjoys watching somebody get bashed is not like somebody I want to hang out with. You know what I mean? It's not there's already the news, there's already like a million angry people at Pepsi for an upside down cross or something. I don't know, like the flavor of the week kind of thing. You know, like we need positivity, you know, in that sense, especially yeah. in music, you know, I feel like everybody's competing and um, there's not many friends anymore in music. It's, it feels like uh, everybody's just out for themselves and it, it seems that way. The cinematic thing. I mean, you've always painted vivid pictures in your songs. Like I think of you as a storyteller relating these incidents from your life or these snapshots or the way that you're feeling in a certain time or whatever. And I think that's what people relate to a lot. And, you know, image has been part of it and you've always been interested in fashion and stuff like that. 
but I'm really digging these last few years how you've really put an emphasis on the cinematic side mm -hmm. and this like series of videos that go from cyberpunk to goth to you know all these different areas visually. I just it's unacceptable to not give 110% and put money into something instead of like, I would, I would rather put money into a music video than into a car. I'll tell you that right now. I would give my, I would trade my car for uh, an amazing music video. I think that that's the most important thing because that lasts the longest, you know? So it's gotta be, it's gotta be like that for me. Yeah. Yeah. Without jumping 10 steps ahead through the process of, of conceptualizing these videos and, and coming up with these storylines and everything, is this giving you the itch to want to do more long form visual storytelling? Uh, I think people have ADD right now. So uh, uh, the sh I feel like the shorter the, the, the shorter you can go, the better. Just for people to... to uh, so not so much a movie or a TV series yet, but uh, maybe music videos. Maybe. Uh, oh, you mean like an actual movie? Yeah. Mm, maybe. It almost seems like you could string together some of what you already have. And yeah. There's a story there. Yeah, I don't want I don't want to say too much, and then some other band steals my idea like they <laughs> always do. So, yeah, maybe I shouldn't say it like that, but it's happened. There's there's definitely been. You're one of those artists where you get you get to see those fun moments of a negative reaction that turns into a positive. Yeah, that turns into imitation, and then all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute, but that person was criticizing what Ronnie was doing two years yeah. ago. And, and I've done it. I've, Dude, I get so inspired, and then it turns into me uh, just, uh, I've been, I imitated, you know, like I loved Guns N' Roses' 80s hair metal, and I ended up with a Joan Jett haircut. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I'm not the first to do it, and they weren't the first. The New York Dolls were the first, or one of the first. Sure. You can always go back and back even and back. Even back yeah. and back and back. So, uh, for me to even, like, uh, get upset that somebody's uh, imitating me is just me getting so I should be upset at myself because I've done it too so someone said once um Coldplay is is, is Radiohead meets you too or you know it's like you can break down these mathematical equations but there's something about the way things are combined that they haven't been combined in that way before yeah and then who you are as a person as an artist personality comes out comes yeah. out so so and I'm I'm uh aware that my voice is distinct and I'm very grateful for that. So with this revamp, I mean, it's gotta be, it's gotta be fun as an artist. I always think to get a second bite at the apple, you know, when directors go back and do like the director's cut of their film and, yeah. and uh, you're able to kind of revisit what you were trying to say and yeah. spin it in a new way or, or maybe complete a thought that wasn't quite finished the way you wanted. What's the appeal for you um, taking these old songs and, stripping them down and rebuilding. just to show how much better I got <laughs> I mean it's fucking insane you know what I mean it's I straight up I'm not even talking shit it obviously uh if you haven't heard it when you hear it you'll understand if you go back and listen to the old one you hear the new one you'd be like yeah he's gotten a little better you know it just overall the composition of it it's it's like Phantom of the Opera and it's uh it's bigger it's yeah. broader it's yeah. more yeah thematic and sort of yeah it's just looking back uh to the how much uh, control I had on my vocals, then to now is and it's just very uh, pleasing for me, like because yeah. I work so hard at it, you know. So yeah, and I know that's always been important to you, and I think that's been a distinguishing thing. Yeah, it's super important uh, to be uh, good live, and it's you know what the best thing ever is. I'm gonna look right at the camera. 
is when uh, losing my life is a good example. Uh, it, we have a live version uh, and the comments when they're like, this is fake. And I'm like, thank you so much, <laughs> yes. man, because this shit's real, man. That is my voice. That is me, dude. That is crazy. And I see a lot of them. They're like, there's no fucking way this, you know, and it's just, you know, it just makes me so happy. That means I'm, I'm doing my job. You know what I mean? So. So walking into your house today, one of the first things I saw was the, uh, and I think you might have posted this. Gotham City outside? <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, once I got inside. <laughs> but yes, Wayne Manor from the outside <laughs> was pretty great. Um, but the uh, Freddie Mercury that you have up. Yeah. And that was one of the things that I was struck by with this revamp is like the sort of rock opera, like mm -hmm. big vocal and, and the, the dynamics. And that's one thing that I personally as a fan appreciate about your voice. Yeah, that picture my dad gave to me because... Uh, um, all the comments on the drug of me is reimagined are that I'm Freddie Mercury. So, and it made him like very happy. So he sent that to me for my birthday. I took a picture of it posted on Instagram and so many people were mad because my dad, uh, appreciated that people, uh, said that I reminded them of Freddie Mercury. How <laughs> I, <laughs> I was like, you guys were mad at my dad. It was cool though. It's cool to, to even be compared on any platform to Freddie Mercury's literally iconic, man. That's the ambition that you have is to do things that are uh, to that scale. Because yeah. when I think about Queen, I think and it's not to say you're trying to be Freddie Mercury or anything. Yeah, I'm just saying no like, but, but that ambition and that idea of like, we'll do a rock opera, we'll do this, we'll do that, we'll do a I, song with David Bowie, well, you know. Yeah, it's natural, it's a natural thing for me. It's like, uh, well, you're supposed to you're supposed to do another follow-up to Popular Monster, man, why didn't you do that? It's like, because it's not natural to me, it's not natural. Okay, I'll do another rap song with, with Metal Breakdown in it. Okay, maybe next time. Right now, I wanna do this Phantom of the Opera and uh, showcase my, what my vocals can do. Christopher Nolan, his movies, they make me feel a certain way. That's probably why he's so successful, because I'm not the only one. You know, just uh, the way that the, the chords move when uh, a certain scene is, is cinematography is happening, and it makes me feel a certain way. That's what, I, that's what I go off of. And I'm so glad that I never learned music theory, because I feel like you lose that creative element in a sense. You might be, like, amazing at, like, knowing the laws of music but for me too much music theory dampens your creativity and because uh, i go off of all feeling i learned the piano off of feeling guitar off of feeling any type of drums anything writing music was uh just feeling how i felt you know so um, i don't ever want that to ever go away because if i feel this way then at least one or two other people when they hear it, are going to feel like that feel like the art that you've been making the last few years is much more proactive, is much more you're yeah. kind of in your own center and you're like, what do I want to do as opposed to what's coming at me that I that I want to respond to? I used to just uh, react so quickly and uh, that's how you gain enemies is, when, is because you react before you, you know, too quickly, you know? And uh, I felt like I, w I had to be the best at everything and, and compete at everything in a sense of like, uh, like music and uh, 
selling tickets and this and that. And a lot of other people do that, but it ain't about that, man. It's about this. It's how good your songs are. That's what it's about because your songs will stand up. You could be the most attractive dude in the world with a moderate, uh, okay voice. You're only going to be, uh, successful for so long. If you don't have good songs, man, it's so important to have good songs that last longer than you live, you know, Look at Queen. We just said Metallica, man. This is that's what I want to do, you know. And I think that I've I've started doing that. Music that means something to people. Yeah, it's, in their own life. That's w way more important than how I'm dressed. That's cool. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, yeah. it's just uh, nowadays, like you see a lot of people. I mean, not even nowadays. Like always, it's been this way. But a lot of people just kind of just phone it in. Like they they got a mediocre song, but they look cool. You know what I mean? And uh, I I would just rather focus on the songwriting and it, it uh, you know, meaning something to a lot of people. Now, so even with artists, particularly in, in the rock world, who have great songs, who have a good show, stage show, who have a lot of things going for them, longevity is so difficult and seems so one in a million, you know? And, and even for artists that are able to reinvent yeah. Or have a comeback or whatever. Yeah. You know, there's so many. By the way, speaking of longevity, shout out to Corey Taylor, Jacoby Shaddix, Breaking Benjamin, In This Moment, A Day to Remember. These are the these bands are I feel like there's so many bands I could name right now. But um if they're keeping it together, man. It's it's like yeah. keeping it together and it's it's so important for these kind of bands because it, it inspires younger bands to continue to, uh, to to have that longevity, man. Yeah. I always worried. I was like, I'm just going to be washed up one day because, you know, that's what happens, man. You get washed up. But it's been so long. And I'm like, what the fuck, bro? You guys, this is my biggest. Wait, yeah. I'm bigger than I was before. What the hell, man? Like, it's. And I guess this is what you call longevity. But in your case, you've had multiple moments in your career where people in the industry and the press, certain segments of, of fandom have written you off. Like, well, this is it. Like, yeah. okay, he, he, he got up to here, but that's it. You know, and, and whether, and all the way back to getting kicked out of Escape the Fate. It was like, well, that guy's over. Yeah. Well, They're moving on. They're going to a major label and whatever. He's going to jail. And then first Fall Universe album is a big thing. And it's like, okay, well, that was his like one, I'm out of jail. You know, it's like there's every step of the way yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. that's it. Yeah. And yeah, it's you wild. keep the resilience crazy. and the reemergence each and every time. Yeah. What, what is that? Like how? Songwriting. Songwriting. Because looks fade. Songs are forever. You know, songwriting is so important. You got you got to make songs that are good. But um, even if certain people don't like them, you know, that's what I learned too. They're like, that song sucks. He's like, but why is it so big, man? It, it, you, it's just, you don't like it. it. You know what I mean? You're not the only person on earth, you know? I, I don't have any guilty pleasures. Yeah. I like I like Adele. I like I like Marshall Mathers. I like Slim Shady. I like G-Unit, like in, in their prime G-Unit. I like Avril Lavigne's songwriting, Max Martin. You know, the melody top lines. I'm just going off every sure. spectrum, part of the spectrum, you know? Yeah. And none of it's a guilty pleasure. Well, yeah, without having to overly explain. I mean, no, nah, if I'm at a stoplight bumping Avril Lavigne, uh, <laughs> hey, hey, you, you, I don't like a girlfriend. I'm, and somebody rolls up, I'm going to be like, I'm going to turn it down a little bit, you know. 
It's more time that out the window. It's more time, place, and circumstance. Right. Of like, you know, That's where not are a guilty you pleasure, and, though, you know, yeah. because I'm literally telling you I like it, so. Your art has gotten into a place where other people are eating off of just talking about your art. I think it's cool, Like, that yeah. says something about, like, yeah. the impact that it's having that people yeah. can make a whole video totally. about it yeah, and yeah. it gets a million views, right. you know? People always try to compare, like, this is what I always notice, too. It's like, you're washed up or, like, they... they I see it all the time. I see it with everyone too. They're like, uh, for example, like Eminem, he's a good example. Marshall Mathers, Slim Shady, whatever. Uh, this motherfucker sells. This this dude has like 46 million monthly listeners and all over YouTube right now is people saying that uh, nobody listens to him. It's like, bro, <laughs> right. he's like the biggest selling rapper right now. He's like 48 years old. He's still like fucking, you know what I mean? And I'm like, well, if he's getting that, I can't take anything personal anymore. It's like, even he's like, he's like at the top of the world, man. And people are literally like, he's a has-been. And it's like, but he's literally outselling everyone. So it's just, there's no, there's no like, um, you know, I'm not even, I'm not up there. So when I see it, I don't take anything personally more when people are like, you only have 85 million streams on Popular Monster and it came out a year ago, dude. You're, you're a piece of shit. That sucks. You know, you see that. You're like, what do you mean only 85 million? You know what I mean? That's a lot, man. It's insane. But people com- <laughs> like, I feel like people compare music so much that like uh, if you look in the comment section of like a music video, it's like he looks like this person. This sounds like this person. This is this person. It's just that's what humans do. We like... We try to figure things out. And if, yeah, we want to we, count and measure everything. And if you can't figure it out, you either A, you strongly dislike that person because you can't figure them out because you're scared, you know. You're scared of what you you can't figure out in a sense. Um, or B, I don't have a B actually. There's no plan B. Sorry. And, and that's the thing about art is it's subjective. You right. don't have to like it. Right. You can love something. You can hate something. Mm-hmm. The idea that, of exerting so much energy into hating on something is just something I've never identified yeah. with. But... You know, those tend not to be people that are contributing. If you're busy contributing and making things and creating things, yeah, you don't I think, really have time uh, to be. Yeah, people hating. that people that love you, I feel like uh, most of the people that love you, um, they don't feel the need to go on Twitter and tell you. They just assume right. that you know that. Right. So the reason why you see people talking shit is because they feel the need. They think you don't know. That they don't like you, and that's when you see a video that has. I hate you. Like, fuck, and you fuck see a music you. video with fifty million views, x number of dislikes or whatever. It's always like such a small percentage. That's what I never understood. This is what I never understood too, man. Go on YouTube right now, Google, uh, Google. Sorry, uh, search uh, "wind in the trees." Right. So, wind in the trees. It's just the sound of wind blowing in the trees. You know, it helps you sleep at night, right? And you'll see somebody watches that and then they fucking hit the dislike. You hit the dislike button on win, bro. Fuck, man. That's so ridiculous. Don't you think that's ridiculous? You're disliking wind? You dislike, dude, I go or I YouTubed uh, cute, uh, cute babies, uh, you know, like, uh, like a montage just to see. And it's just a bunch of like kids being funny or whatever. And there's like fucking 2,000 dislikes. Imagine somebody, somebody being like, that kid's fucking ugly. Yeah. Fuck this video. You know what I mean? It's like, what? Like, it blows my mind, and imagine man. that person is ignoring the rest of their life, too, because they're like, hold on a second. <laughs> yeah, it's like cute dogs. That's a good one. Yeah, it's like cute dog, funny dogs. It's like, 
I'm a cat person. Fuck you. You know what I mean? It's just, it's wild. I put things in perspective that way. I'm like, well, if this is happening, then this is what, you know, it, it makes a lot more sense that way. People thought Ozzy Osbourne was washed up when he was fired from Black Sabbath. Oh. I mean, <laughs> you know, it's over. He's never gone. Thought, I never thought of it like that. Yeah. Uh, my bass player, uh, Ty, his name's Tyler. Uh, he uh, told me at the la my last video shoot, he goes, he goes, yeah, man. He goes, think about this. You went to prison for two and a half years. Now you're sitting in the director's chair while all these people are filming you for a, a, a reimagined version of a song that went gold that you wrote in prison. In prison, yeah. After getting kicked out of a very successful first band that you had. So you not only got one chance, but you got two chances. And 1% of the population only get one chance. And I was like, Jesus! Like, he made me, yeah. like, I was like, damn, dude. It made me feel really good. It made me, uh, his perspective really, like, uh, it was great to hear that, you know? Yeah. Never heard it like that before. Yeah, and never yeah. forget it. I'll never forget it. I'll give you the I'll give you the Ozzy Sabbath, and I'll give you the Sunny Moore, and from first to last. Yeah, look at look you, at that him. was enough of your generation. You remember? Yeah, him being out of the band, and it was like the band was going on and doing their thing and whatever. He exploded. He became like Kurt Cobain of <laughs> the whole uh, scene, you know? Yeah. yeah, and so and I think that those are very inspirational stories. Your story. Yeah. For people, because everybody, we all have setbacks. We all yeah lose that job or fall out with that person or break up with that significant other, whatever it is. And I think people identify with that about you as an artist is yeah. seeing your story, like that you continue to. Yeah, I, I'm kind of uh, put my weapons down, man. I don't want to, I don't want to fight anymore. You know, I don't want to, I want to fight with people, you know, I'm, I'm over it. You know, I don't want, I don't want to, uh, I mean, I will if I have to, I mean, I fucking will, but I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to be that guy, you know, um, that you love to hate, I guess, in, in a sense of like, I'd rather be your friend, you know, it's, we could, we could both share the stage. You know what I mean? We could share the spotlight, man. You know, so I guess that comes with age and comes with the, the feeling of feeling like, uh, confident in yourself in, in a real way, not in like a false ego kind of way. When you look at, right now as we're as we're sitting here and it's been this way for a while most downloaded songs um purchased paid mm -hmm. downloads in rock it's always there's a couple of acdc songs there's sweet child of mine there's inner sandman uh, there's nothing else matters there's living on a prayer like it, it's the same songs a new song will come out from an artist and pop in there for a minute mm -hmm. Popular Monster has just been in there since <laughs> yeah. it came out. And it just sits there with, you know, it's next to Crazy Train. Um, That's fuck crazy. What does that feel like for you to look at that? That right feels now, surreal. 2021. You would think that that would do the opposite of humbling somebody. I think that's what's, that's what's humbling me in a sense of like, mm. wow, man. You know, maybe this came at the time when I needed it instead of, 10 years ago when I would have acted like a fool, mm. you know, now I'm just like, I accept it, whether it's like doing okay or it's doing amazing. I accept it now. My view, my view isn't, isn't too, too bad either though. So that, this is kind of helping, you know, Yeah, that might help too. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking cool though, man. It's, uh, it's, it's cool to think that I was just a kid in Las Vegas and, 
uh, you know, grew up uh, poor, really poor, actually legit poor, not like fake rapper poor, but actually parents paid for everything, you know, but actually straight up poor and then come up and um, be able to uh, do do all the things I did. Thinking back to sitting in prison, mm-hmm. literally writing I'm Not a Vampire, yeah. and a lot of the songs tapping out on your legs. But I feel like one. Literally how every song came about. Drug Me Is You, I'm Not a Vampire, Good Girls, Bad Guys. I, Good Girls, Bad Guys was supposed to sound like Bon Jovi. I wanted it a, a Bon Jovi feel, you know? Shot through the heart, like that kind of vibe. But now it's on TikTok and it's fucking super cringy. You know, God, dude. <laughs> but so, if you yeah. could, if 2021, Ronnie, the house, the daughter, the girlfriend, the two gold records, the number one single, the cars, yep. all these things, to think about sitting in that cell, a convict mm-hmm. in prison. Yep. You know, what could you, if you now could go tell that guy something, what would you tell him? Don't throw a mic stand in the crowd in 2013 at Six Flags. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you know, bet on this team for the Super Bowl and, you know, all that stuff. Make sure. sure. I I don't know. I probably wouldn't say anything because I'm very glad to be sitting right here right now for sure. And I don't think it would have worked that way. I think uh, the negative has helped the positive, man. It has in a sense, you know, doesn't 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 make uh, certain things right. Like I'm not going to go throw another mic stand in the crowd for attention or something like that. But uh, yeah. Uh, I wouldn't change anything for sure. So I wouldn't say anything. Just let it take its course. Yeah, it's just wild. It led led you here. Yeah, it's wild. It is crazy. When you put it all out there like that, that is insane to think about, you know. Yeah. You got Corey Taylor uh, wishing me happy birthday. (laughs) I mean, bro, what? That's so fucking cool, man. Kidding me? He's so nice. I mean, and uh, I wanted to say one thing about that it uh jacoby shaddix this dude inspires me so much in a sense of like uh he is so such a good person like the way he he's just so accepting of everything around him he's inspired me i saw him for the first time on stage uh and the way he treated the crowd i was like that's not the way i act i act like this persona and he's just kind of open and natural and and uh, grateful and then I was like I need to be like that that's my natural like the the way I naturally am any human that's how your friends know you you know like naturally and the second I did that I noticed people commenting and saying like something's different man you know and it just so yeah I want to thank Jacoby for inspiring he inspires me to be a better person Him, him and Corey man Corey Taylor didn't have to jump on my song I didn't pay Corey Taylor to he didn't get any money for that. I literally hit him up and asked him, and he said, yes. And I was like, what do you mean, yes? He's like, yeah. It's like, okay, cool. You know, so, um, yeah, it's, inspire- it's inspiring to see people, I guess uh, people that have longevity like those, those guys, um, they don't have anything to prove in a sense of, like, they, they're just going to, there's a reason why they have longevity, and it's not just because of the good music. It's because of the way they treat people. Dave Grohl is a good example. I want to be like Dave Grohl, with in a sense of how I treat people. He's just so nice to people, you know. And you just hear, Keanu Reeves, man. You just hear stories, you know. And I, don't, I feel like people don't hear the stories of me uh, 
doing all the nice things. I mean, you, you, know? you helped a, a lot of bands when this pandemic struck. Yeah. I don't know, like talking about it. I don't ran, like, ran I don't like, down. Yeah, I don't like talking about helping people because I feel like it comes off as cheap. You're like, look at me and look how good a person I am, you know. So that's why I don't post about that. I don't. That's why I'm bringing it up. You know, like <laughs> feeding the homeless, dude. You know what I mean? Like, this well, people cool. should know. I think I'm I'm putting it out there, that you know, bands who literally didn't know how they were going to pay their rent because touring went away and stuff like that. You were behind the scenes, yeah. you know, helping. If I had two dollars, I would give one of those dollars. If there were only two dollars left, I'd give one of those dollars to somebody I care about. That needs it for sure. Always been that way. Was with that, uh, like that with drugs. When I had drugs, <laughs> that's a, that's how you know somebody's a good person. If they're a drug addict uh, and they have only just enough drugs for themselves and they know that their friend needs some drugs and they give their last drugs to their friend, that's how you know somebody's a fucking good person. I was going to say, if you had drugs, <laughs> if you had drugs, Max Green had drugs. Straight up. And Max Green will tell you, man, he'd be like, that motherfucker, he split his last, uh, his last bat, his, uh, drugs with me. Yeah. So no longer. We don't do that shit anymore, but. Yeah, yeah. Some people will give you the shirt off their back. He'll give you the last drugs. <laughs> Straight. That's how you know, man. Yeah. I love that. You know, one thing that we've seen uh, as the culture adapts is a lot of live streaming, a lot of shows, a lot of rock yep. bands, a lot of bands you're friends with. You know, that, that's been happening, and you uh, have stayed out of it for a minute. And my knowing you as long as I have. <laughs> I know what you're I, say. I think it's because you were cooking something up that you weren't just, say, yeah. you needed to do it differently. Yeah, always different, always different, yeah. man. Uh, yeah, this live stream is like something that nobody's ever done. So uh, it's uh, it's scary because I hope it, it, I hope it turns out good because it's, I, don't, I don't, nobody's done it before. Not in this way. I looked it up, nobody's done it. That's what makes your book collaborative. Right. I'm not writing the book. I'm gonna do the audio portion though. Yeah, you are. That'd be it's great. not gonna be me. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what's that? <laughs> you doing it? In character. Yeah. There's trying to recreate the live experience uh -huh. that some bands have tried. There's doing this intimate stuff. There's, I remember the guy from Stain did one where it was literally him on his couch. Yeah. So there's all sorts of different ways you can do it. And yeah, the approach that you're taking, I definitely have not seen. And it is just, yeah, it's a movie. It's like a cinematic approach, and uh, if we pull it off, it will be like 30 music videos, live music videos. Given how reflective we've been today and talking about the past, the present, the future, when you're putting together a set list for that live stream, uh -huh. how do you determine every what you single do? song that's that everybody I know everybody's gonna sing along to? And there's a lot, so it it was uh, hard to put together. But uh, you guys just have to wait to see. You know, it's gonna be interesting for sure. Well, thanks for having me over. Thanks yeah. for sitting down Thank and you. Uh, yeah. being grilled by my questions for the the right. millionth time. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks again, man. It's always a pleasure. Wait, so, should, is this social how you distance. Do it? I think we social yeah. distance elbows. Right on. See you guys later. <laughs>